You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? Mr. Mr. North of South American, all ships at sea, let's go to press. This is Trafalgar Square. The noise that you hear at the moment is the sound of the air raid siren. Uh, this young man has had a very trying rookie season. What with the litigation, the notoriety, his subsequent deportation to Canada, and that country's refusal to accept him, well, I guess that's more than most 21-year-olds could handle. Who the hell are you guys? Charles and Mambo and Ajax and their Aunt Bev, her boyfriend King Chicken. How has tabloid journalism become so influential and so popular in today's world? I think that I definitely want to keep my relationship, you know, a little bit more guarded. Kim went public with a relationship with Kanye in March. It's pretty good television. We don't do good television, we do the news. Rose! Come on, I love you, Rose. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! In the pocket, over the middle, and that will be caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. Big hole, Edwards Alaire will take it to the end zone. Yeah, that is music to the ears, isn't it? Welcome to the pod, everybody. Bob Matthews here with you. Delighted you were joining us on the SportsJourney.com network. Remember, for all you DMV sports, go and check out SportsJourney.com. I promise you we will give you everything that you need to know. Lots to talk about today. Chiefs and Texans, first live NFL football since the Super Bowl in February. Hard to believe, but at least, thank God, it is here. Run down all of that for you from last night, as well as give you a preview of Washington and the Eagles coming up Sunday at FedEx Field and everything else that's going on. Get you ready for week one in the NFL, at least the continuation of week one in the NFL. All right, so Chiefs and Texans last night. Hard to believe, but yeah, the Chiefs could be better. I know, one game, that's, you know, your overreaction Friday is the fact that it's, everybody's like, oh God, the Chiefs are going to be better than they were last year. My God, look at that. Let's everybody just pump the brakes on that. It's a long way to go. I remember how good the, I remember how good the then Redskins looked um, the first game of the 1993 season in Richie Pettibone's debut. Yeah, that didn't turn out too good that year, did it? But, at least for the time being, we got three new words that you need to learn about in the NFL, and that is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Rookie from LSU rushed for uh, 138 yards on 25 carries last night, one touchdown. Pat Mahomes, I think you could say, was just efficient last night. He let somebody else carry the load. Mahomes, 24-32, 211 yards, three touchdowns. This one really never in doubt, I don't think, uh, after about after about midway through the second quarter. I mean, that, that's when the Chiefs really started establishing the run game. Edwards Hilaire just kind of took it into his hands and put his stamp on it and just kind of ground the Texans down. Before the game, of course, you had what I thought was a good moment from the teams, which was the you know show of unity, both of them coming out and and, uh, and you know locking arms and and coming out to the middle of the field. It was disturbing to me that you had a number of uh, Chiefs fans booing. 
that was pretty classless. And, I mean, I don't think we need to go too much into it, but it just, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where if not, then when? If every time there is a protest, well, it's not the right time there. Well, it's not the right time there. It's not the right time there. When is it the right time? And they said that the focus on this is because um, they want the Senate to pass the social justice legislation that is before the Senate now. I thought it was a wonderful way for them to show, you know, their support for it and a wonderful and effective way for them to make their voices heard. I did not think it was a very wonderful or effective way for the Kansas City fans. And I know it was not everyone there, obviously, but the ones that booed. Uh, somewhere I read classless trash. I think that pretty much, I think that pretty much sums it up. I also kind of like the video that the Dolphins put out. Last. I thought the video was very well done, and I think it made an extraordinarily good point. Uh, the Dolphins said that they were going to stay in the locker room on Sunday um, for opening week. Uh, they're not coming out for the national anthem and for Lift Every Voice and, and Sing. And the reason, uh, according to this video, was they don't want to be part of the marketing machine. The gist of the video was put your money where your mouth is instead actions not words so i like that i thought that was i thought that was an excellent way to handle it it was something that the entire team came up with and when you think about it that kind of sounds to me like the very personification epitome whatever adjective i'm i'm looking for here making good trouble as the late john lewis would say be interesting to see how many more teams do that. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, let's face it, part of the NFL's motivation, and probably a large part of it, for supporting the players, cynical as it sounds, is money. Roger Goodell's mantra has always been, protect the shield. You would hate to actually have 100% proof that they're doing the right thing for the wrong reason, but I can understand if the players think that they are. It is quite possible. So I thought it was rather ingenious and a, and a really, really good way to kind of move the discussion forward. So kudos to them, and we'll see how many other teams follow their lead. Uh, we'll get to, uh, as for uh, Washington, Washington football team established in 1932. Ron Rivera yesterday saying that they are going to come to a decision and uh, everybody is going to do it together with the bottom line being respect, respect for everyone's opinion. And I, when you hear Rivera say it, you know that he means it, that he would tolerate no disrespect on either side. Get to the action on the field last night. Chiefs beating the Texans 34-20. And as we said, three words for you. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's how you, you sum this whole thing up. Andy Reid, talking about the rookie from LSU last night, said, this guy is the truth. Well, we, you know, we feel like Herbie that he, he's had a, a good camp and, 
and um, he's a heck of a player. So, you know, and, and uh, we wanted to give him the ball, but we didn't come in saying he's going to get X number of carries. No, uh, but um, we, you know, we, we liked the mix that we were able to get going with and uh, we threw the ball well and, uh, and caught the ball well, and, and then also ran it well. So, um, you know, you give the offensive line credit for, for that against a, what I consider one of the best defensive fronts in the, in the league. Diplomatically said, as always. We also asked Andy Reid last night, with the fact that there were no preseason games, how did he think that was going to affect the quality of play last night? Which, by the way, I thought was pretty good. All things considered, I thought it was pretty good. I still think, ironically, you you know you need those preseason games as much as we like to give them a hard time. From, I hate to say it, but a marketing standpoint, you know, it just it wets the appetite more for the NFL when the regular season starts. It's kind of this crescendo that builds up for a month. But at least as far as what you saw on the field last night, uh, Andy Reid felt it it didn't really. Um, it didn't affect them adversely. Yeah, Sam, I, listen, I, I mean, the guys worked extremely hard during training camp, and um, it's a good bunch of guys. I mean, they, wa- they want to be good. They know that we can be better than what we are, and uh, they're willing to work at it. So we've got good leadership in there. And, and listen, I mean, this wasn't perfect by any means. I mean, we've got to finish the game better. We've got to score when we're down there uh, inside the one and five. We can't have the long drives. We give up a big throw. You know, we can't do that. So uh, we can all do better and block in this come, you know, I, I mentioned the, the fellas last night that um, if fundamentals weren't in the picture, the, there's no more uh, bigger time than right this minute than fundamentals become important. So um, it, it's just uh, the blocking and the tackling, those simple things uh, that you kind of take for granted in this sport, um, they end up being important. I thought we did a, a decent job at that. Now, having said that, of course, the the Chiefs are kind of football's version of a man in full. I mean, this is a team they've been together for a number of years. The nucleus is. So they know each other. You know, Pat Mahomes knows what Travis Kelsey's going to do almost before Travis Kelsey does. And we're going to hear from, from Kelsey on that in a second. So it I don't think we can say that it's going to be like that for every team when we kick it off on Sunday. All right, uh, one final thing, because you know Andy Reid was going to get asked about it. Uh, last night's version of the Hawaiian shirts, and that is, the or, or the punt, pass, and kick uh, uniform. And that's the face mask, which uh, he said, yeah, you know, there's, there's something that he's going to have to work on for week two. A uh, bit of a fogging issue if you missed it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, it, that was brutal. Yeah, I didn't do very good with that thing. But it, listen, it, it it will be better the next time. So uh, I appreciate you asking that, though. It was a bit of a mess, but we'll get it fixed fixed up. Up next, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, pretty ordinary but efficient day. 24 out of 32, 211 yards, three TDs. So if you – had him on your FanDuel team last night, and you were doing just the Thursday night game. I, I hope you had him not in that MVP slot, but maybe the second or third one. Uh, asked about everything last night and said that, you know, right now things just uh, keep on rolling. Also, we uh, asked him about the, uh, you know, the player of the hour 
uh, Clyde Edwards Solaire. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been doing it since the day he got here. I mean, he's been working hard. He's been learning from his mistakes. Um, and he's been running the ball between the tackles and catching it out of the backfield. And so uh, I thought the offensive line did a great job of giving him holes to run through, and, and he hit it every single time. And so uh, he's going to keep getting better. Uh, it's another, another weapon that I kind of I have in this offense, and we're going to keep doing whatever we can to keep moving the ball and scoring touchdowns. Mahomes was also asked uh, about pregame and the fact that there were some boos in the crowd. He's going to kind of diplomatically step around that one. Here, check this out. Hey, Patrick. Um, can you kind of take us through what went into the conversations with the Texans and how you guys arrived at what you ended up doing before the game? And then secondly, as a part of that, I mean, we, we heard some boos on the telecast. What were your thoughts on hearing those? Yeah, um, uh, to the first part of your question, I, I talked with Deshaun uh, a good amount and some of those other guys on the Texans as well, as well as talking with our team. And I thought we came out with a, with a great plan, obviously, uh, for us as the Chiefs, but also with the Texans showing unity uh, on the field. And, and being down there, I honestly didn't hear a, a lot of booing. Uh, I've, I've seen a little bit of the videos after, and I'm just uh, – uh, we wanted to show unity, and we wanted to show uh, we were going to come together and keep fighting the good fight, and I hope our fans will support us like they do uh, on the game every single day. Wanted you to hear the question, too, so you could give the whole context. And I, I'll give I give Mahomes a, a little bit of a pass if anyone is out there thinking, oh, well, he should have condemned the booze or said, oh, there's no place for that in Chiefs Kingdom or, or something like that. And the reason I do is because, as far as I'm concerned, I think if not this whole social message that uh, the NFL has embraced this summer, if not all of it is because of Patrick Mahomes, a big, big part of it, the great majority of it is. You know, it's one thing when Colin Kaepernick took a knee four years ago, and that, and believe me, I was 100% in support of it. I think it took a lot of guts. I think he has a huge amount of integrity. The fact that he walked away from his career for his beliefs, that takes balls. And it's one thing for Eric Reed and Kenny Stills and you know the other players uh, back then to show support for him. Again, a, a, an excellent thing. It's something else entirely for stars of today to say, you know, we need to make our voices heard and all that. But when it's Patrick Mahomes, the, you know, last year's, he's won an MVP award, the MVP of the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league right now. Sorry, Mr. Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady is the the present as of probably, you know, this very second, maybe. Patrick Mahomes is the future. Patrick Mahomes is the next 10 to 15 years of this league. For him to appear in that Black Lives Matters video that the NFL put out, it was hugely powerful. It went to another level when Patrick Mahomes decided to appear in it, made the decision to appear in it. And so as far as I'm concerned, you know, what he says goes when it comes to that. Back on the field, uh, Travis Kelsey talked about the fast start again um it's it's the thing where you know this chiefs team is kind of like a man in full they are it's just they have mastered the game at the moment to the point where they just they know 
each other and they know what each other is going to do almost instinctively. It's what you strive for. And I think that's what Kelsey was getting at when he talked about the fast start. Um, well, I mean, this is a, this is a very, um, it's a group that's been together for, for a while now. And uh, we know, uh, especially uh, on the offensive side, uh, we know uh, the intentions of the play caller. You know, that's uh, that's the biggest thing is understanding what Coach Reed and uh, Coach Bienemy are dialing up for us so that we can uh, we can paint a picture for Patrick and uh, and, and execute the plays, man. And, um, I mean, you saw that today. It felt like we were in sync just about the whole game. And finally, the man of the hour, rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If you were wondering, are there butterflies when you're a um, rookie running back starting for the defending Super Bowl champs? He said, yeah, a little bit, maybe right before the first play. But um, when it clicked, it clicked. Honestly, after the first time I got tackled, uh, you know, I was I was lined up in the back, um, you know, butterflies. But it took it took a while for the game to kind of get kicked off. And that's, uh, you know, I guess that's different for the NFL. I guess that's the that's the difference. So ultimately, when we first ran out, you know, just nerves at an all time high. Uh, but then, you know, as time went on, we just kind of on the field. I mean, I was on the field with my brothers and, and, and they made me they made me feel at home. So. Ultimately, first first carry, yeah, I kind of felt was a lot, you know, a, a lot emotions, you know, a lot of emotions. After I got tackled that first time uh, and rolled up, I just knew, all right, it's football, you know, time to roll. Um, ultimately, I'm I'm now just trying to just trying to take it all in. Still doing interviews, still haven't got a chance to text my mom or, or you know, hit like as far as take talk to any family. So. Ultimately, uh, when I leave and, and head home, and that's I think it'll all start to start to hit then. But for the most part, I'm still on my on my game, feeling still feeling like I could go out there and play two more quarters. I'm just I'm just kind of just floating. Um, ultimately, I would say I would say it kind of came within the last week or two in camp when when we started the game plan and we started to we started to kind of slow things down as far as you know, camp. It, it really wasn't camp. It was, okay, now we're starting the game plan and and understand what we are going to do as far as the game and, and understand what's going to be our identity. Um, you know, and then once you once you kind of go through that for a week, week and a half, you, you start to see um, as a position and as a player, you start to see where you would kind of fit in, in in certain aspects. And then after that, um, game time, I mean, you can kind of hope the things that you saw in practice work other than that, it's, it's, it's flipping the switch and then becoming a ball player. And then, you know, whatever happens on the fly, that's why we get paid. Make adjustments on the fly and, and, and be a professional. All right. We promised we would get you set for the rest of week one. So let's do that and give you your announcer crews. First, uh, the Eagles-Washington game, we got Kevin Burkhart, and it's not Charles Davis anymore because Charles Davis has gone to CBS. Kevin Burkhart and his new partner, Daryl Johnson, and a decent chunk of the country is getting that one. Your other Fox, the other games in the Fox early window, Chicago and Detroit, that's getting the smallest audience of the early window. That's Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma. Green Bay and Minnesota going to most of the country. That's going to be Craig, uh, Chris Myers, Greg Jennings, and Brock Heward. And Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth have Seattle and Atlanta. 
your CBS single window games tomorrow. Jim Nance, Tony Romo have Miami and New England. Duh, you kind of figured that. That's going to most of the country. Ian Eagle and Charles Davis, who is, as I said, now over from Fox. They're doing Cleveland and Baltimore. Las Vegas and Carolina. Yep, first game for the new look Las Vegas Raiders. Greg Gumbel, Rich Gannon going to be doing their game. The Jets and Buffalo, that's Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. And then my main man, the official play-by-play man of the Bob Matthews podcast, Spiroditas and Adam Archuleta. They get Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Chargers in Cincinnati late, and that's Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. And then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have the late game on Fox, which is going to be the Bucks in New Orleans. Again, duh. And then your West Coast game out late. If you got direct TV in the NFL package, is Kevin Kugler and Chris Spielman. Looking at the injury report for uh, Washington tomorrow, it's it's looking pretty good for WFT and not so good for the Eagles. Now, I know the Eagles are coming in here. They are the, the favorite. Everybody thinks they're the favorite. As Ron Rivera said yesterday, they are the gold standard in the NFC East. I guess I have, you know what, I'm just full-on embracing uh, the Aspirin syndrome because if it gets to be as long a season as we think it's going to be, we might as well embrace the optimism right now. I will tell you this, the Eagles are coming in banged up. That's, you know, if you look at the information, that's what we've got. Javon Hargrave didn't practice today. Alshon Jeffrey didn't practice today. Those two, I think, are pretty doubtful for Sunday. Derek Barnett, Lane Johnson, um, Jalen Rager, Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, all limited in practice. I take that back. Corey Clement uh, was a full practice. uh, No, he was a full practice Wednesday and limited practice yesterday. Um, Everybody else for the Redskins is pretty much ready to go. Now, Thomas Davis didn't practice yesterday, but other than that, um, everybody else is ready to go. You've only got, what, two, four, five guys on the injury report to begin with, and most of them look okay. Most importantly, probably Jonathan Allen, who has been a full practice all week after having some knee issues. So, kickoff 1 o'clock at FedEx. No fans in the stands. We're not going to be able to tell the difference, obviously, from some of the games last year. I know. Interesting to see how it looks on TV. And we'll wrap it all up for you on Monday. So make sure you download that one. All right, making the guys send the clock on the wall. Say it's time for us to get out of here. So we are doing that. Enjoy your football weekend. Got some decent college games coming up tomorrow, not the least of which number 18 North Carolina against Syracuse on the ACC Network at noon. So enjoy it, and we will wrap it all up for you on Monday. Good and wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.